Hi everyone, I'm Kara Scott and welcome to the Heart of Poker sponsored by 888Poker, a podcast that looks into the personal side of the poker personalities we often see on our screens. I use a modified list of the questions from the 36 questions to fall in love study developed 25 years ago by psychologists as part of an experiment to see if they could make total strangers fall in love with this kind of shortcut for getting to know someone on a deeper level fast. My guest this time is Felipe Ramos, Brazilian poker superstar, fourth on Brazil's all-time money list, married to fellow poker pro Natalie Hoff, an all-around lovely person. Now, Felipe and I worked together on the same team briefly, but it was more than 10 years ago. And just spending a little bit of time with him, you quickly realize what a good human he is. I'm really glad to get to have him here on the podcast to talk about some of the big questions of life. And thank you so much for doing this, Felipe. It's wonderful to be here. I'm very happy uh, with your invitation. Thank you very much. Do not deserve half of this intro, but I <laughs> appreciate appreciate the love and I appreciate the kindness that you have, you have always shown. That mm-hmm. I know, that I know. Thank you very much. Oh, it's it's nice that you say kindness because that's actually something that for me, when we were working together and we kind of got to know each other and we became friends, I got the sense that you're someone with this very strong streak of kindness for you and also that you're someone who is okay and comfortable talking about all the important things in life. Does that seem like an accurate assessment of you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think, I think that I... Uh, I'm not afraid to to discuss things that that matter, things that that are important. Mm. And um, over that, I'm not afraid to show that. So yeah, uh, I like to I like to love people and yeah. uh, be able to interact at my uh, at, at a very honest level. Mm-hmm. And so Has yeah, that that's why. Has it always been that important to you or is it something that you've kind of grown into being able to do? Because, I mean, it was more than 10 years ago, I think, that we were like working together and chatting and talking about kind of these big questions. So do you feel like that's something that's always been there or more so now? Both. Yeah. Uh, because uh, it has always been in me. Uh, that's, uh, that's for sure. But it has grown along the way where um, you learn what's important, you learn mm. um, more of the things that you want to do, the, the person you want to be, mm-hmm. and then that, that feeling and that um, every, everything towards that um, growth. So yeah. uh, today I'm a kind of a dangerous person. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> because like I am afraid to be maybe too skeptical of some of oh. the things. Yeah. And to honest of some of the others. Do people find that, can they find that a bit off-putting? Because I have definitely been accused of being too honest about things. And it can be off-putting for some people, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, it's tough. It's tough, real tough. Yeah. Because normally you're like uh, more like that to people you're very connected with. Yeah. And people you love and people you care, care a mm-hmm. lot about. So, and people you don't care too much about, it, it really doesn't matter. So mm-hmm. you just don't make too much, too much of the, the effort. So, yeah. so that sometimes could, can be a problem if like a, a loving one and a person take, takes it in a wrong way, or if mm-hmm. you're too, too much passionate about what you're talking about, you can definitely get it wrong and, and hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. 
I think if I kind of look back at myself, maybe that kind of 10, 15 years ago and who I am now, it's clearly it's the same person, but I'd say one big thing that is different now is that I, I always valued honesty. It's always been really important to me, but I feel like I live it better now. I think I, yeah, maybe with a little bit more kindness and grace, I try not to be so blunt and direct and upfront in a way that's going to hurt. But I, I don't know there's something about just being super honest that for me is incredibly important. I just don't feel like I have the time <laughs> to not say yeah. the things, you know, <laughs> right? I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think that starts, that starts with you. Uh, and uh, as long as you, you are experiencing new things, you, you're always devel developing that to, mm. to a new level. Because for me, for instance, uh, things that, that happen outside the world, outside of my family, they mm -hmm. hit me up really, really strong. Yeah. I don't know about you, but yeah. like I, uh, most most of the people I know, that, that simply is not a thing. Mm. But but for me, it's something. So it's it's really difficult to deal deal with people, yeah. and uh, especially the people you love. Uh, with all the situation happening within the world, yeah, and it it triggers me, and I try to fight, and I'm not a person that <laughs> easily triggered, and yeah. also not a person that will be like uh, too much too much vocal for mm. for nothing. So dealing with yourself, it's a uh, it's an art. It's really an art. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting better at it as I get older, which I guess is the, that's the goal. <laughs> so I'm glad about that, I'll say. Of course, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah. We're all getting old, but not all of us are getting smarter. Uh, oof. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. For me, so, I find it impossible not to be aware, especially as a parent, and you're a parent too, of yeah. what is happening in the world because it just it's too important. So for me, it's really frustrating to talk to people who say they just don't want to know. And yeah, that yeah. I don't I, I haven't figured out how to deal with that in a in a way that doesn't just like burn <laughs> up inside. Yeah. It, it, it a little bit goes over the this relationship you have with like yeah. somebody. It 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 seems that like uh, you are inside something you cannot get away of it. And so you need to deal with it. And most of the people there are like avoiding this. Yeah. Okay. Well, we started with some deep questions already, but we're going to dive into some of the questions from this study. There are three sets and they get a little bit more personal as we go through. Um, let's start with this one here. For what in your life are you most grateful? That's a very... Uh, important question to to answer because it's almost and it is some kind of a rhetorical question mm. uh, i'm most grateful for for my life uh, for the opportunity to to be here and to live this life mm -hmm. and uh but but that doesn't stop there you know that's a very simple answer um to give yeah so i would say i would say that i'm grateful for the opportunities i have and to share time with special loved ones. Mm. I'm so curious. What do you think it is about you? Um, maybe from your, you know, your childhood, your family, something about your own personality. What is it that has driven you to such success? What do you think that might be? 
I've been talking about that actually. I've talked I've talked about that lately because we mm. I'm trying to find to find some kind of like a, a balance right. uh, in my life. Yeah. And then every time I ask myself why I'm in this and uh, why am I doing this and why uh, I succeeded mm. uh, at this. I always, always remember that I that that I had this drive for whatever I chose, whatever mm -hmm. I wanted to do. So I remember that back in the day, I wanted to be a musician. I would learn these instruments real quick. Huh. Uh, when I started to work in the financial markets, I grew to be uh, 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 the youngest manager in the history of the company I was working. Wow! Uh, and I think that. Whatever I'm looking at, whatever I want to do, I'm just giving 100% of myself and more. So mm. that's probably that's probably it. Hmm. So when you're like finding a new path that you want to dive into, whether it's music or finance or poker, how does that kind of happen for you? Is it something that sparks your interest and you just sort of go all in with it? Or are you constantly looking at new things all the time? No, I'm not looking at new things all the time, but I feel that like uh, sometimes I my calling could be changing. Ah, yeah. And uh, I try to not neglect the signs and uh, and my my wishes as well. Mm -hmm. And when I found poker, I'm in poker for a long, long time now. Yeah. It's uh, 16 years playing professionally. Wow. Plus. I know I knew the game. I got first in touch with the game in 2002. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's been a little while. And I don't, <laughs> I don't have the feeling that I want to or I will quit uh, poker one day. Mm -hmm. but, but I can never say this will be 100% of my activities or, or my number one and only passion because things can happen. And I'm allowed to change and I'm allowed to discover new things. Yeah. So basically, I keep this feeling alive inside of myself. I feel that I need to keep going and, and keep pushing. Uh, within poker, it, it, it will be, this is it, you know. Right. But if something comes up, I, will, I don't want to neglect. If, if To be honest, I didn't make those changes very quick, though. Mm -hmm. So those changes they back in the day they took they were hard to make and they they took very very long for me to realize I needed to make those changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine to go from finance to poker. That must have been kind of a shock to the people around you or did they see it coming? No, it was a total shock for everybody. Yeah. Because I come from a poor neighborhood from Brazil. Wow. I had a very good work. I had very good position at work. And this means a very good income as well. Mm -hmm. So by throwing away that opportunity that I built, working, working there for six years was something that people could not understand. Mm -hmm. I think the only person that could understand that was myself because I had... I had goals. I had. I, I was actually already seeing myself where I was gonna get. Yeah. And that's kind of hard to explain to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. How was it? Did it add like an extra layer of pressure on you to succeed in poker because you you had all of these people looking at you and saying, "Hey, you should have stuck with what you were doing," or you know. 
Yeah, especially financially, because if you're helping at home, yeah, um, it's it's difficult to change what's right to what could have been or could be, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so most most of the people at home they would be worried about that too. Yeah. But but once they realize that I, that I had a plan that I, that that I was happy doing that, mm-hmm. uh, things shift, shifted kind of quickly. Nice. Uh, to to support, and now I have the opportunity to travel with my family to go to all these cool places um, with my parents. Yeah, it paid off nicely. <laughs> I bet it did. <laughs> Talking about your family too, one, this is one of the questions I always find so fascinating. Um, is if there's anything that you could change about the way that you were raised, what would it be? Oh, that's an amazing question. Yeah, I love That's this question. That's an amazing question because as a parent nowadays, oh, I think yes. about this <laughs> every time. Yeah. I think I think there is something uh that 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 catches me right away which is um I had very different parents, right? My mm-hmm. my dad very different from my mom. Uh but we my family we normally had the same 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 goals. And we liked the same things. So mm. that kept us united, kept us um, together. But there's one thing that uh, I remember as being a child is to be lied to. Oh, yeah. So I was lied to about several things. I don't blame my parents, understand uh-huh. me. I do not blame my parents at all. But this is something that I said to myself, whenever I'm going to be a dad, I'm not going to lie to my kid. I'm not going to lie to my kid. I'm going to try to make my kid understand. And if my kid cannot understand because it's too early, yeah, I'm going to refrain from all the details, Yeah, save the details for later, but I don't want to lie. <laughs> yes. So, so, and then, then I find myself in a conflict with my wife right? because... Yeah. Because she's different from me. I think she has mostly the best approach. She knows more about <laughs> this than myself. So I try to listen to her. But I also have this feeling that um, we shouldn't lie to kids. We should yeah. tell right away what it is. For instance, uh, this is a, some kind of like a difficult subject to touch, mm-hmm. but I feel that I'm in the right right uh, place to talk oh, good. about it. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> like um, I never knew where where the food that's that's on my table came from. Yes, that's a huge one. I think for kids, you know, I had no idea. Yeah. So maybe if, maybe as a kid, if I was, if somebody tried to explain to me my parents or, or I was raised by my grandma a little bit too, mm-hmm. and um. They they would tell me I would have a different approach to what to eat and how to behave, you know. Yeah. And so that's a that's huh. a a big example, let's say. I think that's huge. Um, I grew up on a farm, so for me it was incredibly clear where our food came from because we, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. a massive farm. It was really just for us. So we had a garden and we had mm-hmm. a root cellar where we did preserving of food for the winter and we had a cow and we had some chickens and like it was incredibly clear to me that 
if our cow, you know, we'd have her fertilized and have an, a baby, a calf, and then the calf would grow up and it would be slaughtered and we would eat it. And I would understand that as a kid. And I always felt like that was such an important thing for giving um, like respect for the food, for the way to know where it came from. And for me, I'm not a vegetarian. My entire family are now vegetarians and I'm not because I'm actually allergic to most plant protein, which sucks. Okay. But yeah. I mean, that's fine. So it's incredibly important to me that my child knows where her food comes from. And I do eat meat and and that's part of what happens. And she can understand how important it is to be good to animals or, but to still understand that we're eating them. And it's a hard thing. And she's five. She just turned five. But for mm -hmm. her to understand these things, I think is really important. And I'm kind of, I'm with you. I, I really hate lying, especially to kids. And I think we do it and we tell them that it's for their own good, even if it's something small, like Santa Claus or Correct. the tooth fairy. I was going to get there. I wanted <laughs> right? to talk about this. Yeah. Tell me what because you think, because I'm with you on this. <laughs> no, there's one thing that I hate in, in this adult life is to be fooled. Yes. You know? Yes. And I started getting food when I was little. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I'm a master in being fooled. <laughs> yeah. And for me, I, I think kids will believe us and trust us if we're not fooling them and we're not lying to them. And when we start lying, even about these really silly things, it kind of gives them the idea that they can't always trust us. And I don't want that. <laughs> yes. That trust. Trust is the point I want I want to get. Yeah. Because it's something that it's really hard to earn. Mm, it's yeah. a very, very thin line to to break it mm -hmm. and never get back. Yeah. So if you if you have this kind of relationship with your kid with your kid, mm -hmm. uh it could lead into massive uh other problems uh whenever your kid is a teenager and turns into adult. Yeah. And we'll carry all those same issues um, to to their lives, basically. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I feel I feel that trust is the the most important thing. That's why I don't like the the lying. Yeah. And I'm 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 too strict, I guess, when it comes to not lie to my kid and try yeah. to take it easy because <laughs> that's the correct way. Take it easy. <laughs> Uh, and that's uh, all about my wife. So if, without her, I'll be doomed. Yeah, I get that. I do. It's good to have the different viewpoints, I think, because for me, I can be incredibly, uh, I don't want to say rigid, but I'm, I can be kind of rigid about what I think is right. Mm -hmm. And having another parent to kind of bounce off of who has different and a different culture as well. Like, you, you know, you have two different cultures in your your marriage and your parent relationship. I think that actually sure. does really help because, um, yeah, like I won't, I've, I've already told my child and I've never pretended that Santa Claus was real or the tooth fairy or the Easter bunny. And I've always told her that these are really cool stories like unicorns, you know, and we can pretend mm -hmm. it's true if she wants, because a lot of kids pretend it's true and she's not supposed to talk to them about it. <laughs> so <laughs> they don't go home to their parents and they're like, Hey, guess what? Santa Claus is not real. <laughs> but yep. you know, like she said, I told her she can tell me if we if she wants to pretend and that's fine. We can make it up into a story, but I want her to know <laughs> like I'm such I'm terrible. I'm like such a killjoy. I'm like, yeah, no, Santa Claus is not real. I'm sorry, kid. You're still going to get the presents though. So what do you care, I'm right? I'm the same. <laughs> I'm exactly I'm exactly the same. And yeah. I feel like you found a really nice way of uh dealing with it. Yeah, I Very read nice. that somewhere from another parent and I was like, "Oh, 
that's a nice out because then I can still be honest, but she can still have her sense of wonder and magic. And I try to do a lot more sense of wonder and magic in terms of science because, I mean, oh my God, the natural world is incredible. So we do a lot of stuff for that and she can see how amazing, you know, biology and all of that is and chemistry and the planets. And, you know, she still gets to have a sense of wonder, but hopefully she trusts me. And then, you know, hopefully really it models that. it too. Like, so then she's always going to be honest with me. And I, and so far it's true. Even when she does something and breaks something or whatever, she comes straight to me and she tells me and I'm like, awesome. That's fantastic. Maybe I hope that continues. So I don't know. Maybe it will, yeah. maybe it won't. I hope I have the same kind of relationship with my daughter too. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I, I'm really proud of that actually. Yeah. So for you, what do you think you want most out of life? So this is the question, you know, what, when you get to the end of your life, what would make you think, yeah, I lived that right at the end? I always had this uh, feeling that uh, whatever I'm doing is exactly where I need to be. Nice. So this question for me, it's kind of like a easy one to, to, to answer, maybe mm. not for most of the people. Uh, simply because of what I believe. And I believe that I am who I am today because of everything I've been through my whole life. And uh, every time I try to figure it out where I want to be next, mm -hmm. life comes and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and tells me like I, you know you know nothing young man You're right so uh, so I quit I quit trying to do that huh. uh, so sincerely I, I don't try to do that anymore huh. uh, all I try to do is to leave leave uh, the best I can right now of course I do some planning and I I think that I know where I want to be. Yeah. Uh, next, but uh, I I don't go too hard on that, and I don't mind if if plans changes because right. I'm here because I discover a lot of thing along the way. If hmm. I if I if I would stick to the same statement I did back when I was a teenager, I wouldn't be here, and that was good for me. You know, yeah. that was great for me, hmm. and uh, so I try to live my life the same way. And uh, trying to understand that uh, I'm living with others and they're very special and important to me, such as uh, not only family and friends and other humans, but uh, the animals and the planet and everything else. Mm -hmm. So I it, my life is happy because I have that in mind and I try to always honor uh, everything uh, that's around me, not only what I want, mm -hmm. because what I want is not much. You know, I have right. a good job and I have an amazing family. And so my family goals, I have family goals. So they, they, they are very simple. And I'll, I will be happy if I, if I, if I die upon Mm -hmm. reaching the small goals i would say that i would say that as um uh, that something that happened <clears throat> sorry uh something that happened these days was i had a 
some 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 person from the internet mm-hmm. uh, came to my to my my live stream these days and uh, saying that that person had like um, a place to sell, and mm-hmm. I was the perfect person to buy. <laughs> And so <laughs> you you already think that this is some sort yeah. of a scam, right? <laughs> yes. So I was curious about it. And I gave him a little rope and I said, okay, uh-huh. describe it. And so this person said, oh, I know this place. I'm a realtor and I represent a family, a company. And this is a, a, a place in northern Brazil where... It's a natural reserve, but people are destroying it. And uh, it's in between the city and the mountains and the ocean. Oh, wow. And you're the right person to buy this place because I know if you do, you will protect it and you take good care of it. That's hard to say no to. So it was was completely completely the opposite what we would think that 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 would happen right yeah uh person will try to sell you whatever to scam you or to i I don't know so but then i ask (laughs) (laughs) what's the price (laughs) oh yes (laughs) yeah so i got the bad news so i don't i don't tell you that my goal is to have 200 million dollars to buy this place wow yeah, I don't think my goal is to have all that money to buy the place. But I tell you, if I had 201, yeah, I would probably buy it. Wow. Yeah. So, How important is it to you in terms of conservation to be involved in that kind of thing for Brazil? It's how I got started uh, with the things I do nowadays. Yeah. I saw some of the national parks being destroyed. And we started as like uh, simple human beings by trying to raise votes yeah. on an internet poll so they could block it mm-hmm. if we get to a certain number of votes. And uh, we were able to block it many times. Wow. And that's how I got started. And uh, that's how I made the transition to veganism as uh, to 100% as well because yeah. I was... Uh, inside of these meetings and learning mm-hmm. what the companies are doing and how they are destroying everything for profit. Yeah. And uh, very different from farm living, very different from um, uh, ha- having your own choices, you know, yeah. because most of the time they're they are, uh, uh, choosing for us. Yeah. And they are choosing for us, not only the big companies or the governments as well, Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into it, and I like to talk about it. I like to make people aware of it and make people uh, understand uh, more about the situation. I don't like to mm-hmm. make people change. I'm not here to make people change at all, but I'm just showing a little bit of my path about my journey and mm-hmm. my experience, and maybe that could be valuable to yeah. to to others as well. Yeah, I think you're right. We can't, nobody can make someone else change, but you can provide them with information that they might not have had that they can make a change based on. And I think that's really the only way that change actually happens is when we actually have information that makes us want to change. And that's, 
incredibly important. And I think you're right. A lot of choices. We, we kind of have this illusion right now, especially in the world, that we have all of these choices and it's all about personal choice. But instead of being about personal choice, actually a lot of the major choices are kind of made for us and we're making really small choices. And like you say, you know, whatever, if it's oil and gas companies or whether it's governments, you know, making kind of these bigger choices that have much bigger impact than our, whether or not we use plastic straws when we go out to have a drink or something. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't do things personally. I think we should. I think it's incredibly important for our lives and for ourselves as people to do you know, make good personal choices, but looking at, you know, blocking, um, using up areas of conser conservation, like these things are, are bigger than personal choice. So. hundred percent. Kudos to you. Yeah. I mean, it's natural of me. I would maybe, uh, never take this as a compliment. I, I appreciate that, but I'll never mm -hmm. take it as a compliment because I like to discover things. Yeah, and uh, uh, once I discover something, it feels like I, I I want to tell to other people. Like if I have yeah. something, I want other people to have it as well. <laughs> it's it's more like who I am. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this next question. Um, what is one of your most treasured memories? Do you have kind of like a um, a mental happy place, a memory that you go to when you need to? Mm, I feel I have a, a bunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a kid, uh, we we didn't have much, but the everything that everything it feels like that everything that I that I was living at that moment came with a message. Mm. Came with a message on how to do something or how to behave, on how to learn, evolve um, about something. I I have a lot of these uh, little uh, happy memories. Yeah. Uh, these days, these days, one popped up in my head, and to be honest, I that was the first time I thought about this memory, and now you're making me talk about this for the second time. Huh. I sometimes when I have to not sleep and wake up early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you you don't have that great of a feeling, right? Yeah, because yeah. You didn't have enough sleep and, and etc. And I remember that when I was a, a little kid and I used to play uh, football, which is uh, soccer for the dummies, <laughs> and uh, the re real football. I mean, yeah, of course. Jo joking, I like both. Joking. <laughs> uh, I I remember that uh, I used to play in the official matches. They were very, very, very early for my age and the competition I was in. Mm -hmm. It was like 7 a.m. on Saturdays. Yeah, that's really early yeah. on your day that, off. <laughs> it was really, really, really early. You study all week and, and you barely can, can, can sleep and then you need to be there by 6.30 and you need to be running like the world's going to end. <laughs> and <laughs> and some and then I realized that that this was one of the happiest times of my life because mm. I every time I was on the field and I used to look at who was watching 
it was even worse because there was nobody there, you know, <laughs> uh, watching the game that early. But there was one guy, he was always there, who was my grandpa. Oh. My grandpa was always there uh, watching the games. And he didn't want to be noticed. I would never know. I caught oh. him one time. I caught him one time uh, watching the game. And that was like a beautiful memory I have because I know, uh, I knew how important it was for him to, to, to be there yeah. watching his grandson, but his life wasn't easy. I know that most of the time, at that time, he needed to be at work. Right. And uh, if not, he needed to be getting some rest to be at work. Yeah. So... Every time, every time I have some trouble by thinking I'm not going to make it or I'm too tired or something like this by waking up early, I go to this happy place. Mm -hmm. huh. and That's I, really beautiful. And I think that that gives me motivation to, to keep going. Mm. Hearing about what it was like for you growing up and like I'm struck by how it must seem very different than like what the, maybe the majority of poker players, if, you know, growing up kind of middle-class in America or Canada or even in places around Europe, do you feel like your childhood was different than a lot of other people's? Well, it's very hard to compare. It very, is, very yeah. hard. Yeah. But I, I would say that by living where I live now, which is uh, Vienna, Mm. And and traveling the world mainly because of poker, knowing all these places. Yeah. Um, I don't think I ever uh, been into a place that was uh, like worse to the place I was raised. Wow. So so that's uh, that's that's truth. That's the truth. And. Uh, I don't. I know that every person has, every family, every region has its uh, challenges. Yeah. But there's a little bit more difficult because you need to fight first. You need to break through uh, the crime. So yeah. whenever you're in that spot, it's really, really easy to start working for some bad stuff. And then most, uh, I mean, high percentage of the kids, they, they get lost. Right. And How did your parents that, help keep you away from that? So, yeah, I had like um, a very good childhood. My parents were very present. I had the yeah. help of my grandparents and uh, my my auntie as well. Mm -hmm. So they, they would um, try to keep me uh, in a lot of activities, including uh, sports and music and always trying to to like um, be very present and watch me with who I was walking with, where I was going to. And so as a kid, I was forbidden to do a bunch of stuff that mm -hmm. uh, it sounded fun when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah. Right? right. But now but now as a father, as a grown-up, I knew they were they were keeping me away from the bad stuff. Wow. And so basically, I owe everything to them about mm. the education they given me and about the choices they made. 
So even though <laughs> I had a conversation with my mom these days that she was like, I put you in the school that was the best school for the neighborhood. Terrible, mm -hmm. awful, awful. <laughs> but, was, but, you know, uh, and we were laughing so hard. But but actually that made a big difference huh. because going from a, a bad spot to a really bad spot, <laughs> that, that, that can change my life. And yeah. uh, once I grew up, I realized that she was right because that place was awful, but it was nice compared to the rest of them. Wow. Hmm. That's incredible. So do you still have a lot of friends from your childhood or most of your friends now kind of from the poker world or from even from finance from before? I have some, but most of my friends nowadays, of course, they're uh, from the recent past. Mm -hmm. But I do have a few friends, a few good ones from, from back then. Yeah. Oh, here's an interesting one. When is the last time you sang either to yourself or to someone else? Mm, sing. Yeah. When was the last time I, you sang a song? It was yesterday night. I had my... <laughs> bedtime. I, I, yeah. I, no, it wasn't at bedtime. Oh. It was before bedtime because I was playing with my daughter mm -hmm. and she, she was two months away from home and she has this little girl with her friends that they love each other. Oh, they love each other so much. And she was here and they were playing. So we were playing the three of us. Sweet. And, uh, and my daughter was uh, telling me to show her all of the new songs she learned from this trip. Ah. Yeah. So we mm. were singing a lot of the songs that uh, Luna's, which Luna is my daughter, that Bella's, which her friend didn't know. Mm. So we're oh, singing a bunch last night. That's really sweet. Okay, so that's singing. How about when is the last time you cried, either in front of another person or by yourself? Mm, that was not long ago. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I, I, I've cried a few times this past month. Uh, first... Um, Something happened uh, during the World Series where mm -hmm. I was playing at this final table, and um, and I I was talking to my wife, and then every time I talked to my wife, I I, I felt that I wanted to cry. Oh. I don't know why, but that happens all the time. Huh. Let's say whenever I'm at a final table or or conquering something or or doing something nice. Right. And I talk to to a loved one, and it makes me want to cry. I don't know. It's a it's something that triggers me positively. Yeah. And happily, that happened um, a couple of times lately. Mm -hmm. And I uh, also remember that it's a thing for me that whenever I cannot solve something, which is most of the things. <laughs> <laughs> I I see myself crying. Yeah. Yeah, I see myself crying. But that maybe some news I read very, very bad, very terrible yeah. that I could do nothing about it. Mm. And or some very stupid fight I had with my wife and then I 
and then I cried <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah, that, yeah, I cannot lie because people look at me, they know I'm a little bit soft for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and I am, I actually am, but like uh, uh, a little bit more emotional than most of mm. the people. Most of the men, I'm probably like on the top of the hill. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. But from including a woman, yeah. I'm, I'm still on the top of the things, I guess. <laughs> I think that's pretty beautiful, actually, especially having a daughter who can see that, you know, like, I, I think it's really important to have these really positive role models, right, for what masculinity is and can be and all of the different parts of it. And for me, that's just, that shows an enormous amount of strength instead of uh, softness. I think softness is strength, personally. That's my own, like, bias, I suppose. But I can see that. For me, I my eyes will fill up a lot. And it's not even just for myself. Like when I'm interviewing people that I've never met before, say I'm at the World Series and I'm interviewing someone who has this really beautiful story or who's talking about something important to them, it'll look like I'm almost about to cry. And it can really freak some people out because they're like, oh my God, <laughs> like, is she about to start yeah. crying here on camera? Because I can't help it. And I used to try so hard to stop it. And I found it really embarrassing. And I don't know, when something's quite meaningful or it kind of touches my heart a little bit, there's just that, I don't know, that kind of physical response and my eyes will fill up with tears. And I just decided a, a while ago that I was just going to let that happen because it's going to happen anyway. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's a, yeah, I feel like it's a strength, especially for guys to be able to cry because it's not what the world says is like the top of the list for guys. And I think it's wrong, actually. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, I think that um, when when it comes when it comes to to that, uh, I remember talking to my to my wife lately that uh, about a question you you made me uh, right at the start, mm -hmm. uh, which it, which comes together now because uh, normally I would say. I would say to my daughter that if something happens, I would say, "Hey, don't worry. This is nothing. Uh, this is this is not gonna harm you." Or I try to protect it, mm -hmm. and she's always trying to show me that this is the wrong approach. You uh, know? Yeah. Uh huh. And uh, if it's if it hurts, it it, it hurts. So yeah. you can cry. So uh, we can talk about it and etc and this is not how i was raised remember mm -hmm. when i said i was raised in a bunch of like um uh small uh, white lies and um right. which 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 wasn't uh uh i don't blame my parents i don't think they did anything wrong but it's but it's 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 not the correct it's not a, i know this is not the correct approach mm -hmm. uh so that i've been learning a lot uh from my wife by being more vulnerable, by being more real about mm -hmm. uh, things that are happening instead of trying to cover up. And that's why I'm also, I don't know, maybe that played a part. That's why I'm a, kind of a tough person because that's nothing I cannot go through mm -hmm. because, you know, uh, this is nothing you make it and keep going, keep pushing. That's ki kind of the mentality I got from my father yeah. that helped me in a lot of ways mm -hmm. so i get confused sometimes uh um, yeah. about this <laughs> i'm yeah. real confused about it 
But I know that the correct approach would be to uh, be vulnerable like like I am nowadays and like I, I try to pass it along uh, to my daughter mm-hmm. and let her be whatever the situation is. Yeah. But it's interesting that this connected to the to the question you you asked me earlier and mm-hmm. then, yeah. Yeah. I it's funny cuz I I mean I read about a million books on parenting and I listened to a lot of experts when I got pregnant and I and I would definitely agree with your wife. I like that's something that I've realized that we do to little kids as soon as they fall we go you're fine, you're fine, you know, kind of Yes. But I don't know, kind of watching myself parenting her and just reading through a lot of the things myself, I've kind of realized that I can be the kind of person sometimes who fights the world. You know, if I see an Mm -hmm. injustice or whatever, I want to fight the world. I absolutely do. And I will push myself to go through something. And I I enjoy having dragons to slay. (laughs) I like lived my life that way, being able to say, no, no, actually, I am one of the toughest people I know. But Recently, in the last few years, it's occurred to me that I don't have to fight myself and the world. So I can be really clear and truthful about how I feel about things and have that kind of vulnerability and about my limits and about how much energy I have to do things and still fight the world, but not fight myself and try to pretend that I'm fine when I'm not or that things don't bother me when they do. And it's a work in progress, honestly, <laughs> but, but that's, so far, uh, so far so good. <laughs> it's really interesting what you said hmm. because it's a fine line for me. Yeah, Because I you need that. to be, yeah, you need to be a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, you really and, do. Uh, yeah, and if you don't let this get to you, I think that you can do everything. Yeah. I, I also uh, would feel back in the day guilty for a lot of the stuff that 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 was happening to me right and that was totally the wrong approach yeah for sure and uh but at the same time i would also feel that whatever happens i was going to be able to dig out to fight mm-hmm. out to deal with it so it really it really depends on on the way um, you are expressing mm. expressing this, I guess, because yeah. I think this is the the right word actually expressing it. Mm. Yeah, let's say that the way I express it is the way that it's, it's, it's most important about this this subject mm-hmm. because she hits her arm. It's really nothing, but I cannot come. Uh, and say it's nothing to her because for her it's a big deal. Yeah, she's a child; she just got hit. Or uh, for for her it's something very very important. So mostly the way you 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 bring this up, the way you express it, it's probably more important than than anything else. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It kind of goes back to the beginning when we talked about honesty and how important that is. And yeah, I really do think so. It's actually. I mean, that was my last question, and I feel like this has gone by unbelievably quickly, and I want to ask you about a million more things. <laughs> so, But uh, yeah, we've actually reached the time limit for this. Um, so I just, the last thing I kind of want to ask you is, is this what you expected coming into this interview? <laughs> uh, I really loved it. It's, oh, uh, it's uh, refreshing. It's very different from everything I've uh, ever done. I feel that 
space this space for talking about this subject it's it's very much needed and uh, so nice. congratulations i like it oh and thank i'm you. looking forward to listening to all the episodes i didn't listen yet because it's very interesting oh i i thank you i really appreciate that for me this is just it is fascinating to get to know people you know kind of on that deeper level and understand where their thinking is and how they feel about the world so Yeah, so that was our last question. Thank you so much, Felipe, for being game to do this with me. It's been a real pleasure to get to know you kind of again. <laughs> And thank everyone out there who's listening as well. I hope you all feel like you know the person behind the cards even better now. And please, of course, join us next time here on The Heart of Poker. Poker.